Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When we started to get this one off the ground, there were a lot of questions. How do you record an episode? How do you get the show into all these podcast apps like Apple, Spotify, and Overcast so people can actually listen to it? I've seen some shows make a bunch of money. How can I? The answer to every one of these questions is simple. Anchor. Anchor's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. It's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use, to the point where you can pull out your phone right now and knock out a solo episode if you wanted to. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means that you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Anchor makes it easy for us to record from wherever, whenever, and not worry about unreasonable subscriptions or limits. It's the easiest platform to get your show on all bigger platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You even get to see how your show is doing per episode by how many listens you've received with Anchor's metrics. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm start to join us and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Now let's get this shit popping. Hey, you guys, it's a new episode of Young Black and Bothered Podcast, and it's your girl, Chris Cash, here. And I'm here with my co-host. Oh, me? Oh, how y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget you on the show now. <laughs> I didn't forget I was on the show, but, you know, being in quarantine, a.k.a. Corona, quarant- uh, corona teen, you can't forget what fucking day it is. But anyway. It's Q, a.k.a. himself. <laughs> a.k.a. the tired Zoom teacher. A.k.a. your kids are the fucking assholes, not the teacher. A.k.a. when run me my goddamn 1200. Well, you Without it going to the wrong. I didn't get mine either, and I'm kind of upset about that. I found my taxes... Well, not 2019, but they said that's not due yet. <laughs> Look, I I did not file, so I did the non-filers. Yeah, go ahead. I need I need I need my 1200. Need my 1200 plus another plus hazard pay because I got to get on Zoom and deal with these kids all, you know, teaching. Yeah. I'm your gracious co-host, Greg, this week, and we are joined again for the second week in a row. Mr. Derek. Derek, would you like to introduce yourself? What's going on, world? This is Derek Dunn from ReviewsAndDunn.net. Peace and blessings. So how was everybody's week? So far, at least. Well, you know, like, I haven't been doing too good, personally. I feel like I've just been overwhelmed with anxiety and a little bit of depression. I really don't know where it's coming from or what's causing it, but I know like this week in particular had been like kind of hard for me than the other ones. What about y'all? You? 
I just want my goddamn money. <laughs> I just want my money. And thankfully, I ain't thank. Well, I, I, you know, let me go back and say <clears throat> I had to have. I had you know before. Well, on Tuesday before I ended my lesson. Yeah, you know, I just had a, you know, I gave an opportunity for my kids that were on my Zoom to, you know, share one piece of good news. Some of them was like, "Well, my birthday's in August. That's great. That's great. That I mean, that's to them, that's good news." So mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, "Awesome." In my head, I'm like, "Motherfucker, that's not until August. It's it's April." <laughs> uh. But, you know, it was good. <clears throat> you know, it was good. You know, so they got to, sh- you know, the, they got to share. And then today, this morning, um, for doing our Zoom this morning, before I pressed record, um, I had a 10-minute, how are you feeling session. Um, mm-hmm. And a good number of them said, I'm ready to come back to school. And I'm like, I know, I understand, I'm with you. I'm tired of being cooped up in the goddamn house. I didn't say that to them. I didn't say I'm tired of being cooped up in the goddamn house, but <clears throat> close enough. <laughs> I, I am trying to keep my job virtual. Um, but I think that we're all going through this time and it sucks to be in the house all day. And nothing else to do but to eat, sleep. If you have a significant other, fuck. And eat. And binge watch Netflix until you, until like Lenny Williams said, until television goes off. But Mm -hmm. um, I can say um, over the past, like this week, I really, you know, because my sleep patterns have been trash. Um, so I've been like really engaging in mindfulness and mm-hmm. uh, meditation and, um, like listening to sleep stories and the past three nights I've gotten in, like six hours of uninterrupted sleep. So mm-hmm. meditation works. Yes, it definitely does. It hundred percent does. I know. For me personally, I've started doing like the deep sleep meditation. And for me, that helps me decompress all my thoughts that I had during the day. And even if they're bad, just like release it all out. Mm -hmm. And I also try to do like little breathing sessions throughout the day. I just don't know. I don't know if it's just like a mixture of everything. Like I have bad allergies. I haven't been able to work out as much. Usually I'll go for a run, keep my endorphins up, but because like I've been forced to be in the house because of my allergies and because of the social distancing, it's just like, what do you do? Like at that point, what do you really do? And it's kind of like, for me, I kind of like, like the coronavirus aspect of being able to connect with friends. So I've been doing that recently, talking Mm -hmm. to people I haven't talked to in forever just like hey how's it going but then at the same time i live alone like it's me and my dog that's it that's tough and like me i don't live alone Mm -hmm. 
I wish it did. Um, but you know, I'm getting tired of them. Even though they're mm-hmm. family, like my sister, my niece, my and my brothers over here, um, I love them to death. But <laughs> I'm tired of looking at your faces all day. You know, I enjoy that time when I'm at work and I don't have to see y'all. And then I see y'all when I come home. And that's only for like three hours, two or three hours, and then I'm going to sleep. You're ready for work the next day. Now mm-hmm. I wake up, I see y'all. I take a nap. I see y'all. I'm headed to the bathroom. I'm in one of y'all and right behind me. But <clears throat> um, so yeah, this has been this has been a, a, a eye eye opener, and I will expound more on that as we go along with the show. So I'm gonna let you all share, and I'm gonna stop talking. <laughs> Derek, what about you, sir? <laughs> I'm doing as best I can, man. It's just um. Up and down, up and down. I think the cabin fever is starting to get to me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Basically, what uh, Q was saying, you know, you're seeing the same people day in, day out, day in, day out, and it's not personal. It's just that you know you need that break from from your spouse. You need that break away from your kids. Sometimes you need to break from your dog. It's just yeah. you, know, you need to see different faces from. Endorphins. I mean, I actually had to call out of work for my second job last Saturday because I was just burnt out. Just I just needed a day to recuperate myself from sleeping mm-hmm. too much because I was burnt out. And my wife was, you know, my wife told my son, "It's like you know, it happens. Like you know, you get em- mentally and emotionally burnt out from doing nothing, which is odd, but it does happen." So I'm ready to go back to work myself. Like, you know, I'm sick. I mean, I love working from home. I enjoy it, but I am kind of ready to be back in the office and be around, you know, some new faces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's so true. Well, not even, it doesn't even have to be the office. Like me, the bar. Yeah. <laughs> the bar. <laughs> I have not, like, I literally have not seen, like, the people that, I see at the bar all the time because I only go I only go to a couple, so I'm well known there. I haven't seen them in uh almost a month. I mean, we text and everything, you know, just check up on each other. Um, you know, one of my a couple of my great fr- good friends are bartenders, so you know, I try to slide them a little bit in the cash app because I know it's a tough time for everyone, especially those in the service industry. But mm-hmm. um I want to see them in person, you know, not, not over, not over a screen, not mm-hmm. a message, not through, you know, a phone call. Like I want to talk face to face. And that's, the, I think that's the thing that is like the most, you know, and they're saying that we could be in, in some, in some type or sort of social distancing until 2022. That's going to be fucking tough. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that's kind of, Wow, but at the same time, I really do not want them to rush this. Like, yeah. I myself have yeah. already lost people to it, so I just I don't want it to be rushed. I don't, I don't either, and I, I say that on the aspect. And I know we might be jumping ahead with what I'm about to say, especially you know with um uh um you know school closings and all this. Don't fuck this up. Um, let's not listen to himself who cares only about himself 
and protecting his wallet and protecting his reelection um, chances. Yeah. Let's get this right. Let's flatten the curve. Mm-hmm. Even as we flatten the curve, don't let's not rush reopening everything, and then we have a second outbreak, which is going to happen anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's make it in a controlled way. So if it does, if there's an uptick in cases, we can quickly shut things down again to get a handle on everything because it's going to be a continuous cycle. Reopen, close. Reopen, close. Right, exactly. Until there's a vaccine or until there's enough people who have had, who has been, um, who has conf- contracted the disease and had developed a, developed a bit a bit of immunity against it where it will not spread like wildfire anymore. Yeah. Now, can you mention um, throwing a little bit of cash to your uh, bartender friends, but what about the little bit of cash that Donald Trump is supposed to be throwing us all our $1,200 stimulus check? With his, name on the sh- with his name on the physical check? Look, I didn't vote for himself. But I'll take the money, even though um, next year. Have you guys gotten your 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 money yet? I'm gonna talk though because I feel like some people have been getting it. I have not gotten it yet. Um, I did not file in 2018, and I have not filed yet for 2019. So I did the non-filer. I did the non-filer, so that has been processed. I'm just waiting for it for the IRS to like the IRS accepted it. I'm just waiting for them to like process it and then process the the payment. What about you, Derek? That is a no go. No check <laughs> to shit. Yeah, I'm saying like, who are they really paying here? Where's my money? <laughs> but I think with the um, hold on, I'm sorry. I think with the article that Greg posted today about that cat, they got that eight eighty million dollars or whatever, however much it was. Mm. I think a lot of folks' checks went to him. Yeah. Because, you know, I sent out a mass text today just on general conversation asking, you know, did you guys get your check? And some of the homies were like, no, nah, I didn't get it. No, I didn't get it. No, I didn't get it. So mm-hmm. I do think that the IRS dropped the ball on who they were paying for some people. And I don't think everybody's going to get, you know, got paid today, which is. Well, I don't know. Maybe for me, I woke up this morning and that was the first thing I was checking for because I was like, I get my regular check. And I get the stimulus. I'm twelve hundred dollars less, and I'm like, wait, uh, y'all said y'all were gonna do it to my direct deposit, didn't happen. So I go to the website. The website had the wrong account number. It had like eight seven seven four, and I'm like, that's definitely not my like account number at all. So then I call Bank of America. I'm on hold with them for three and a half hours, and they're like, no, you need to contact the IRS. Not telling you that there's nobody actually at IRS to help you out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now, because it went, and you know, and that's been a problem with a, with a lot of people around the country. Mm-hmm. Um, the IRS, because they're trying to get these payments out, which is understandable. Which is understandable. You want to put the money in the people in people's hands so that it can get spent and get back re- and get you know recirculated back into the economy and get the economy and get the economy rejuvenated and restarted. Great, mm-hmm. admirable, fine, perfect. They well, when you do that, 
there's mistakes that's going to happen. Yeah. And this happened 10 years, 12 years ago when in 08, when they had the stimulus, when they had, when, you know, during the great recession, it wasn't as bad as it is on this scale, but then you also didn't have incompetence running the government. You didn't, you didn't also have a president who is trying to push $600 billion into corporations and his friends and his friends. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. What's what happens yeah. when you have your phone connected to all of your devices? But um, you're not trying, you know, you didn't, we, di- we didn't have a president that was like actively corrupt and trying to like make sure that he gets his cut and gets his money and everything and, um, you know, not let the American people see what's going on. So a lot of that has to do with it too. Yeah. You know, I hope that I get it because they told me when I talked to my tax person that it actually went to them. So say if you file and your tax person takes out their cash, like for them that you have to pay them, wow. it, it goes through them and then you get your check. So now my $1,200, I have to wait until Friday to get it. Sucks because I had plans at least today and tomorrow to do nothing and probably go to the liquor store, but not today. You know, I just feel like this whole thing is just a whole bunch of like, like smoking mirrors. It's crazy because you have a lot of people who are really struggling. And not nine times out of 10, the people who really struggling didn't file their taxes yet. Mm-hmm. So you got to wait till that initial wave of people just so you can get yours. And you're the group that need it the most. Yep. I recently got into a debate with somebody saying that um, it really seems like America's economy is structured like a Ponzi scheme. Mm. And I don't see how you can make an extreme amount of money in this country without exploiting someone. Yeah, I see what I'm saying right here. I I just... I just don't see it like you got and it really when it broke down the service industry industry and how it collapsed so much you realize how many people matter it's not the CEOs it's not the people in corporate it's none of them it's the everyday worker the server the chef the delivery man the um, hostess when you take those people away and you have nobody running these restaurants these restaurants are crippling. But yet they don't even want to pay these people a, diff- a, a wage that is sustainable to live in the cities that they live on. Can we go? In, can we go even further? Can we go even further? Can we talk about the impending collapse of the of the postal service? Wait, what? Oh, it's not about to collapse because guess what? Your man Jeff Bezos about to save the day. Oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you can buy oh. that shit. Okay. Hold on. For the people who don't know, can you just... Hey, Luther's about to come in here and swoop that shit up. Go ahead, Greg. Tell him. I I don't know. I want y'all to tell me. So, so right now, so basically, okay, in 06, 2006, Congress passed, well, the Republicans in Congress passed a law that mandated that the United States Postal Service, which is the most popular government-run agency in the country. Okay. 
the most the most popular. Like ninety percent of the country approve of the postal service. They passed the Republicans passed a law that mandated that the postal service fund retiree pensions for the next fifty years, meaning any like basically. Then your postal worker who has not been born, the postal service has to pay for their retirement and for their pension, which is like, what the fuck? So that's $5 billion a year. The postal service doesn't, like, they're quasi-independent. So they don't really get an, appro- they don't get an appropriation from, from Congress. All of their money is due to, it comes from, like, postage fees and and all of that. So now the, now the Postal Service is facing a severe budget crunch because of they got to pre-fund, pre-fund the, their pensions. Mm. By June, the, the Postal Service could be bankrupt and have to shut down. Mind you, and I know Chris can probably give some more context into this because of her um, place of employment. But you have, with coronavirus going on right now, you have a majority of, a lot of states that are pushing, they are pushing for vote by mail. Mm. Republicans don't want that because they'll never get elected again. That's, that's what they claim. They'll never get elected again. We all know that Republicans are all for suppressing the vote. Democrats are for expanding expanding the privilege so basically Trump is like there was there was bailout money for the postal service Trump was like if you include this I'm vetoing the entire bill himself said he's I'm going to veto the entire bill if you include any money any bailout money for the postal service postal service mm-hmm. now Chris I know you you can probably give more context. That's like that was ba- that's basically what the coastal services is facing in in layman's terms. Yeah, I mean, we all knew the postal service is going through its um like extinction, if you will. I mean, but it's still highly favorable, like Q was saying, amongst government agencies, like it's one of the most highly favored services. Now, the stimulus package that came about only gave the postal service up to $10 billion to borrow, and then they haven't even authorized the use of that loan. So it's basically like they gave them money but said you can't use it. It's like a pending check in your bank account that you just can't tap into, and they won't tap into it because they want them to go private. And here's the thing. They can go private. They can go private. And it could be possible that the newly tr- a trillionaire best Jeff Bezos could come in, swoop in, and buy it. And that would be honestly his the best move he could make because his product and company literally runs on distribution throughout like mail services. Yep. And that would just, I mean, honestly, I think he should c- continue to exploit the loophole. I honestly think Bezos Bezos should do it just to stick it to Trump because Trump hates him because because Bezos owns the Washington Post. Oh. I think Bezos is on his way to owning everything. 
And little by little, he's just going to keep acquiring things. Yeah. And it's going to get to a point where it won't matter what the fuck the United States government says because he owns it. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's the problem. Like, they're, nobody's putting a cap on these huge corporations, these people who act as or- corporations, and like the, as Bernie would say, the billionaires, the 1%. Like, nobody is stopping these people. And that's all well and good until you really cannot stop them. So it's like, okay, politicians, you got your hand in the pot right now. But what happens when your hand's not in the pot anymore? Mm. I don't know. Just yeah. work the thought. Who's the thought? Well, I can't wait to see. It's coming soon anyway, so. But yeah, so let's get some, to some lighter news. So I know you guys have been tuned in to um, all these Instagram live showings and you see all these celebrities, they're coming on the live. We're seeing into their life and just like getting a glimpse of how they want to keep us entertained during this um, quarantine time. You guys, so recently um, Diddy went on live with his children and he was inviting celebrities a chance to come on and dance with them. And he had Drea come on there. Drea was in there. She was twerking. She was fully clothed. It wasn't like very provocative. Like you, you could just tell. I mean, he, Drea was Drea. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. then Lizzo got on Diddy's live oh, and started. I don't know what song it was, but the song was pretty ratchet. It had like a lot of profanity in it, and Drea was dancing to back that ass up. But it was the part where you just hear the doom, doom. Doom, 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 like just the instrumental part. You ain't mm-hmm. really here. Oh, you look good. What you back that ass up? But even if you did, like, I feel like back that ass up has become like a like a cookout staple now. Like you hear that shit when you a kid. Exactly. <laughs> if it ain't back that ass up, back that thing up. You heard that song. But the song that Lizzo was playing, it was a little bit provocative. But Diddy basically cut her off and was like, "Whoa, stop twerking. You gotta <laughs> chill." And he didn't do the same to Lizzo. So people on the internet were outraged. They were saying, Diddy, you are fat shaming. It was actually 50-50 because you had some people saying like, yeah, he's fat shaming. He didn't say that's to Drea when she was up here twerking. But then you had people that were saying, well, no, even Lizzo was kind of embarrassed because she realized it was a Sunday afternoon and I'm playing this ratchet music. Yeah. And families are watching. Like, I think it was, I can't remember whose child was up next after her. It was an artist. I think it was J-Lo and her kids, but I'm not sure. Don't don't Mm -hmm. quote me. But, um, yeah, and I'm just like, I love Lizzo. I think she has great energy. I think she's fun. I think she's bringing a lot of confidence to um, plus-size women that wasn't there before. She's an excellent role model. But at the same time, I want her to remember that you are a role model. Mm-hmm. No matter how much you just want to be Lizzo, I'm sorry, sis, but you just not Lizzo no more. You yeah. are a role model for the little chubby girl that's in the class that's getting picked on that wants to grow up and be beautiful like you. Like, you cannot do those things. And I'm not saying, like, women shouldn't be comfortable in their bodies and they shouldn't twerk and they shouldn't have fun. But there's a time and a place for everything, like, yeah. at least in my mind. For me, I feel like when it came to Diddy, I'm not defending him at all. Like he may have said it one way and thought it another. 
But when it comes to Lizzo, it feels like everything she does, she's that much closer to taking it a step too far. Now, I'm mm-hmm. not saying Dre was going to do that, but we have a history of Lizzo doing it. It's like, all right, it was cool, but then it's like the ongoing joke that only she's laughing at. And Lizzo has a history of that. Same thing with uh, like Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish mm-hmm. has a thing where it's like, we were laughing, and now like that moment's over, but you keep going. And Lizzo would have taken it there. And we know it because she has a history of doing it. And it's not a fat shaming thing. She could have been, you know, 100 pounds or 1,000 pounds. Doesn't even matter. It's just the fact that Lizzo knows that she goes overboard. That's what she gets off on. Just like, uh, what's her, what Tiffany had, she's like, you know, I'm not for everybody, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you know that, but you purposely go out of your way to make things a little bit, like, on the edge. So... Yeah, yeah, and and that's okay if that's your style. That's your style, but in turn, just know that somebody's gonna comment on it. Yeah. Like you can't say that you don't want this attention, but then you're doing things that would attract attention. Yeah. So just just know whatever you you got, like whatever. So so to follow this this all up, Tory Lanez, you know he's been hosting Quarantine Radio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he decided, you know what? Fuck it. Diddy ain't let you on here. I'm going to let you do what it do. Mm-hmm. And she came on quarantine radio and she was able to twerk. But I think that was a better platform. Yeah. Because his radio was ratchet radio. Like, we were seeing things do out, women do outrageous things on Tory Lane's radio. Like, outrageous. Like, some things I'm like, my God, who raised you? So I just think that was a better platform, and I'm glad she got her twerk on there. Like, honestly, if Lizzo did half the shit I saw on quarantine radio, I wouldn't be like, I wouldn't be phased at all. Because I'm like, all right, cool. She can do what, you know, all them Instagram models and all that do. Nobody's thinking, at least for me, I'm not thinking about her weight. Mm-hmm. But for Diddy's thing, I felt like even with Drea, that was a wrong decision. He should have checked Drea the same way he checked uh, checked Lizzo. But but see, when I saw Drea doing it, it didn't look provocative to me. Mm-hmm. Like to me, that's just how like somebody's auntie might be wilding at a cookout or yeah. a wedding or a party, fiftieth birthday party. Like he, she wasn't up there crawling on the bed and shaking it. Like nah, and she had on a full pantsuit. No cleavage. It was fine. Like, but you know how it is, though. Like with social media, I just feel like said, social media has just become yeah. like overwhelming to people. Don't know when to say when. So that brings up the like the boozy topic. Oh, what did he do this week? So okay, you guys know in the past we talked about this before. How little Boosie said he didn't agree with Dwayne Wade and how he was allowing his son to make the decisions to, to transition at such a young age mm-hmm. and be addressed as a woman. And um, Lil Boosie basically said, like, I don't agree with that. I think he's too young for that. And y'all need to focus on letting that kid be a kid type shit. Wow. So allegedly, Boosie got on the Breakfast Club via um, conference call, whatever the fuck they're doing now. 
same shit we doing right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, he got on there and was like, oh, yeah. Jay-Z wanted to get involved to mediate. And I said, I don't want to talk to them. And actually, I feel like Boosie did the right thing because I'm tired of all these fucking celebrities saying one thing, getting in trouble, and then having to go back and apologize when you really don't mean it. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad you stuck to what you said and what you mean. Now, it may have been politically incorrect. He may have been wrong, whatever, but at least he stood on what he's saying. Like, yeah. Me, I see it both sides. Um, me, about to have a kid, like, if it happens where Boosie was supposed to like have a thought, leave that your own thought. Nobody cares. Hold on, I can hear somebody in the back. I hear somebody else's audio. <laughs> but um basically when it comes to Boosie, I feel like he always has an opinion. But he sticks to it. It's never like changing. Like you say, he doesn't have to apologize for him. So I mean that's where I leave it at. Like I feel like Jay-Z needed to intervene at all. Derek, how do you feel about it? As a parent, I see both sides of it. But here's the thing, though, for me. It's D-Wade's kid. What you do in your household is your business. And in the age of social media, when you have kids dying who aren't accepted. It's it's like, you got to really look at both sides of it. Now I don't see Dwayne Wade, like purposely taking Zaire or whatever the young lady's name is now to go shopping for dresses and like, you know, physically forcing. I think he's just letting Zaire be herself and it could all be a phase. Now in my household, I'm not going to support that because it's my household, but what Dwayne Wade does in his household is that man's business. It's too much stuff going on in this country and too many things for me to worry about, for me to be concerned what another man is doing with, you know, his child. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what, that's what, that's what it all comes down to. And I could see if, um, Dwayne Wade's child was in the public eye fully, like on a, Disney show or its own Instagram channel. They were trying to force that down our throats, basically saying like, all right, it's okay to be a girl and do this and subscribe to my YouTube channel and I'll give you tips on how to come out to your parents. But it's not going to that extreme. For me personally, I don't see it as, you know, being that extreme with Dwayne Wade's kid. I mean, it's it's in our it's in our eyes every day. I mean, my son tells me now that in his school, it's kids that are openly gay. You can mm-hmm. just, you know, some people, you can just look at them and tell that they're going to be gay. I mean, I'm pretty sure we all have cousins or friends who we knew like when we were smaller, like when they grow up, they're going to be gay. It's just some people you just know. So I think with D. Wade's kids or that one child, that may have been the case and they're just letting you know her express her feelings now as opposed to trying to you know hide stuff and not let them be who they are because what you don't want to happen is you know you don't want somebody to end up committing suicide and then you got to live with that because you weren't willing to accept this child for who they were 
Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's something that, you know, you'll see, Greg, when you become a parent, it's something that especially, especially if you have a boy, it's a bit tougher to swallow because the mental yeah. psychosis is like, as a man, what did I do wrong for him yep. to become, you know, to prefer the alternative lifestyle. So it's one of those things that it's like you have to really not judge and see because my son kind of already knows, like, you know, he, he and I will talk and I'll tell him things like um, or ask questions like when Tom Brady won the Super Bowl, I think two years ago, there was a photo of Tom Brady kissing his dad on the lips. And so, you know, I asked my son, I'm like, does that bother you that we're not that affectionate? And he's like, no, because I know that you love me because you show me affection on a daily basis. Yep. Be it a hug, be it a kiss on the forehead, be it a high five. He was like, dad, personally, kissing a man on the lips is kind of gay. So yep. he kind of already knows, like, it's just certain stuff that you don't do with another, you know, male, especially in this day and, you know, this day and age, because, you know, you never know. But yeah, it's, it's it's one of those things that's always going to be debated on. It's going to be a tough pill to swallow. Like um, Chris was saying, Boosie stuck to his um, stuck to his guns, so you can respect that. And yeah. I wrote down about- on these two points. So I was saying that celebrities overshare in order to sound relatable to us, like average Joes. That's why, like, when it came out with Wade and his daughter, it's like we didn't really need to know that and we respect it, but it kept like escalating. It's like, okay, we got it the first time, but then like every week for like two to three months, it's like, just letting you know, this is the lifestyle that she chose. And I'm like, we accepted it, but now it's still going. Why are we having to keep like, you know, reinventing the wheel. And I understand that this is like an ever changing world, but at some point we can't keep trying to, change everything and then like, people accept it or else or else like it, it's just weird to me because if you get an argument with somebody on twitter god forbid you had said something like 2010 you could have changed but no but maybe that's just me q i don't know how you feel about it. you have both you know daughters and a son so um okay so i just walked back in so um, remind, just um, enlighten me on the gist of the uh, of the argument again. Oh, Chris, do you want to repeat it? You're on mute, Chris. I don't know what's going on with the audio because I'm either on twice or not at all. But basically, um, I... Um, I guess, like, for me, personally, I, I just, I don't have a problem either either way. Like, either way, whatever your belief is. I think you should be more conscious when you're voicing said belief because you have people who take that and run with it and go to far extremes. But as someone who is open to people do, being having the liberty to do what they want and choose what they want, I think that goes both sides. Like, I don't think it should be like a, a polarized way. 
and even even like when it comes to acceptance i want you to be able to accept the fact that some people will not accept this yeah um i'm gonna just say that like you should allow your kids to be who they want to be um you should continue to love them unconditionally and also you know remember that they are their own person and they are human as much as we want to forget that kids are their own are little human beings that's exactly what they are human beings they have their own mind they have their own um, mindset they have their own line of thinking and we should as parents we need to allow our children to find who they are and be who they want to be. Of course, give them the guidance and show, you know, give them mm-hmm. the guidance and, and show them, you know, the right paths that they should that they should take. But ultimately, but ultimately let them be who they want to be. You know. Simple as that. Like I, I really can't. I don't know uh, what to. Um, what else to say on that? But yeah, like kids are human, and kids are human, and we should let them, you know, explore and explore and become who they want to become. No, I'm not going to be controversial, but I, I see where you're going with that. But at what point? Do you like have to reel your kids in and let them know that yeah, they do make decisions and they can have decisions, but you're nine. You can't make ultimate decisions that could be life altering that you can't change when you're 18, 19, 20, that you made when you were nine because you felt a certain way then. Because I feel a certain way about things now at 33 that I didn't feel at 25, but you can't do the same thing when like I want to change a complete lifestyle at nine so like i said because i because i came back into this conversation without knowing mm-hmm. the full context is 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 this full context meaning like there is a there's a child who feels they're not in their right gender they're right they, they wasn't assigned the right gender at birth or you know they their gender identity is not what they, you know, the agenda that they were given when they were born. We're basically discussing the little Boosie and the day, uh, Dwayne Wade situation with his daughter. Mm-hmm. And no one's saying that she can't feel the way that she feels, but there are a lot of people who are like, everybody should have accepted it. But it's like, okay, we accept it. But in two or three years, say she decides, oh, it was just a fad or it was something that I, didn't mean at that time like then what that's the, that's the thing that's the thing like it it's it, it i was saying this day and age like at at 9 10 11 12 years old you have more of an understanding about yourself than you would do at four and five years old now 
Oh, my thing is, even if she, even if she did have the the notion saying like, "Hey, maybe when I was ten, I wanted to be a girl, and but now I'm eighteen and I want to stay a, a a um a male." My thing is when you put yourself on a public platform to discuss these things, you have to be ready for whatever response you get. And you cannot shame people for the response that they have. As long as it's not like, you know, like violent or in the sense of them causing you harm, but people have a right to disagree with that. Yeah. Yes. That, that, that is, that is so true. And it also goes, I, I go back to this saying, everyone has assholes. Yeah. Everyone has mm-hmm. assholes. You're entitled to, you know, just like your opinion. You're entitled to your, you know, you you, you get what the gist of what I'm trying to say. I, I get that cue, but mm-hmm. everyone has the question. One. The ultimate question but, for me is: Do you have the understanding, or do you have the influence? Like, are you being influenced by mm-hmm. this decision because you see this and like other people are doing it, or you know, it's just something that you heard was an idea, or that's how you feel, and other people are backing you on it? Or do you have the like complete understanding of like the circumstances? I think it's a I think it's a little bit of both. And honestly, I think it could be I think it could honestly, if we want to really truly get into the nitty-gritty nitty-gritty of it, it could be a catch twenty-two. Okay. It could be a catch twenty-two. Like, you know, I can speak on my own experience. Mm-hmm. I can speak of my own experience. I didn't really fully, truly, honestly um, come to grips with my own sexual identity until now. It's what, six months now? Okay. Um, but that was me as a 35-year-old. I can't speak for someone that is 11 or 12 years old, um, they all, they, you know, you only can base what you feel on your own personal life experience. So Q, let me ask you a question. You pose, you know, your lifestyle to me, right? Mm-hmm. The thing is, I want to understand, I want to empathize, but you might be different from what we see everybody else do. Right. Never like Chris and I, we've talked about this before on other episodes and mm-hmm. I'm sure other people do it too. Whenever, I don't want to say we want answers, but we want to understand mm-hmm. the reply is always either condescending or something like what's understood shouldn't have to be said or do your research. Isn't the best research the person like that you're talking to about that? Like, Yes, because only that person can speak for what they experience mm-hmm. and what they have lived through and what they have thought and what they are going through right now. Okay. No one else can live the life that I live. I'm the only one that can live my life. Okay. And and and, and in the terms of Dwayne Wade's daughter, mm-hmm. only she can live in a you know her own life experience. I think that just as a excuse me if I'm going into CT talk, conspiracy theory talk. Yeah, go for it. I think 
those who like as a society and as a people, naturally black people, African Americans, if you're gonna name that term, blacks, whatever you wanna call us, we have traditionally been raised as conservatives. Me? We've traditionally been raised as conservatives. We have a conservative mindset, and that goes. And it's not just our gen. It's not. It's not just our generation or our parents' generation. It goes back many, many generations. We've con- traditionally been cons- like conservative thinking, especially when it comes to the issue of child rearing. Um. So. A lot of the thoughts that other African-Americans or Blacks or whatever term you want to call for people of color want to, you know, think, I think it's something that has been ingrained in them based off of the values that that their families have had. And... It sometimes take one person to step out of that because of the experiences that they have gone through in their life to say, hey, wait, stop, wait, hold up, stop, wait a minute, pump the brakes, red light. So I can only say, like, yes, go to the source because only the source is going to be able to really, truly express how they feel and what they go, what they're going through in their life. And damn what anyone else has to say, because they don't have to live what they're going through in their individual life. You know, yes. Going back to my, yeah, I disclosed it to you, but you can't really, you know. Yeah. True, because that's not you can't like you're not in my skin. Mm-hmm. You're not in my skin, so you don't know what I'm experiencing. You don't know what I'm feeling. You don't know like it's what that person tells you or expresses to you in confidence. Mm-hmm. But until you until like you don't gather a deeper understanding mm-hmm. and like a true sense of empathy. Unless you have truly gone, unless you have gone through it yourself, completely fair. And at our age, and I say, and 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 I, one and one way that has really helped me through this is not even something that has gone, you know, my sexuality or, it, or whatever. I talk, I, I like you really. People really experience experience this when they lose a parent. Well, you know, someone that's really, really close to them. Okay. You don't know, like, for, for, for example, if you lose a parent or you lose a sibling, you don't know what that other person is truly going through if you have not experienced that yourself. Okay, so let me just ask this. You don't understand this circumstance. Mm-hmm. And I know we got to move on, so we'll just leave it after you make your thoughts. Mm-hmm. You try to understand this, you know, sympathize with them, mm-hmm. but you mm-hmm. completely leave it alone. Like with this time, it's all in back with D-Way's daughter. Mm-hmm. We see it in the news. We understand. We get it. We accept it because, I mean, we're, one, we're supposed to and two, we're supposed to empathize, right? Right. 
Mishra, you've moved on. And mm-hmm. you're going about your business. You're going about your day. Mm-hmm. And three days later, there's more news. And then a week later, it's more news. Mm-hmm. And then two weeks later, it's like, wait, wait. It's, we understand. But when it comes to like D Wade and his family, they keep asking for privacy. They keep asking for people to, you know, not form an opinion or make judgment. But then you're putting it on a platform where there's nothing but that. So then it's, and it's, and that's on them. So that's on them. Like, I don't, I don't make, um, let me, what let me, let me, I go through public mm-hmm. or like, you know, I mean, what I feel public. Yeah, but Q, Q, I don't want to cut you off, but it's not, it's not about you. We're talking about this whole situation with Bootsy and D-Wade and his daughter. The issue is Bootsy didn't, you know, he basically doubled down. He didn't go and apologize. And Jay-Z came in and he tried to intervene. Lil Bootsy was like, no, I don't need you to intervene. I feel how I feel about it. And that should just be it. Now, he honestly should just left it alone and just never bring it back up or have your thoughts outside of social media. I mean, you can have your your thoughts all you want. It's up to the person. It's up to the person to to take it as an attack or just like, all right, this is what someone feels. And I can't change how someone feels. I can only live my life. And it's simple as that. Perfect. I agree. Chris, what else did you have on the docket? All right, all right. Ooh, that was serious, y'all. Yeah. But I'm glad we did touch on that. You know, I got that guy. You talk about social issues. Okay, so king of social issues right now is my good man, Bernie Sanders. And as we know now that he jumped out of the presidential race, he dropped out and endorsed my good friend, Joe Biden. Now, there's a lot of Bernie supporters who are upset about this move, but, uh, in my mind, it just had to be done. Like, if we don't want four more years of Donald Trump, which unfortunately, I hate to say this, but I think he's still going to find a way to finagle his way back in. Like a little squirmy. She agrees. <laughs> but if he doesn't, four years of Joe Biden, because I can't imagine him going a full eight. Wouldn't be that bad. Like, come on, y'all. It's not that bad. And the thing I want people to really understand, and I'm not here to push political like jargon on y'all or nothing like that. But think of it this way. Joe Biden is one man. And that one man selects the whole cabinet that determine what everything that gets done, education, transportation, commerce, um, fucking defense, anything you can think of, he's p- selecting the heads of these things. And it's so hard to get things done in a split government. That if we just get somebody in the White House that is on the same team, things can actually begin to change. So I just want y'all to keep that in mind before you go rogue and say, fuck the vote. Just please just think about all the other parts of it. Joe Biden's only one man, y'all. It's one man. The fact that, and I don't want to just put it on the Bernie bros, but I've seen a lot of people say, it's not my guy, so why do you vote? Be on it. So I, I've, already, I've, I've I touched on this last week, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it again. 
seven and two Supreme Court majority if himself gets reelected. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go with Q, the stuff that I said um, last week. And I keep trying to tell folks who don't want to vote, look, it's not about Biden. It's really not. It's about this country and the future of this country. Like, you have no idea how much stuff is really at stake. Yeah. And half the shit that you're complaining about is where you can make the change. Just go out there and vote. And I'm like, with Biden, you know, I rock with Biden. I've always liked Biden. But he's old as shit, though. Just like Bernie's old as shit. You know, it's not beat around the bush. But like Chris was saying, the thing about Biden is he's going to have a very, very, very strong cabinet because he's well-liked. And let Biden mm-hmm. do his little four years, get out, and then retire, and then start putting things back in order. I mean, Lord willing, Lord willing, Biden makes it all four years. Nothing happens to him. And we get the opposite of what happened when Reagan was in office. To be a bit of a conspiracist, we all know that Reagan didn't do shit from 84 to 88. Nancy mm-hmm. was the run- one running everything. And that's why we got all the drugs in this country and a lot of conspiracies happen. That's another conversation, though. But with Joe in office, though, you know, stuff will get back on track, you know, slowly but surely because Joe is well liked enough to where the party can come together and, you know, back this man up and get stuff back on track because, again, we shouldn't be where we are right now in this country with this whole pandemic going on. And like he was saying, like Chris was saying, something else is going to happen if this fool stays in office. Mm-hmm. And stuff's only going to get worse. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's, un- it's unavoidable. Like he's talking about now, shutting down the Senate, shut down Congress. Like, dude, you don't have that much power. Like, you can't do that. I want to get stuff back in office by 1 May and screw everything else. Like, no, it's too soon. Like, we don't need to be going out just yet. Mm-hmm. You're trying to align and, and your pockets. Is, yes, and they gave him so much power. Like, the Republicans gave him so much power that he doesn't realize he doesn't have these powers, you know? Like, Mitch McConnell, I don't know what the fuck he's doing over there. As far as I'm concerned, y'all need to take that man check, all 250000 of that shit, because he hasn't done a goddamn thing. <laughs> like, I really don't know what he's doing. And though they are in the same party, Congress's job is to check them. They not doing no goddamn checking. I mean, the House, we trying, but it's only so much we could do. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I just feel like I, like he's just not going to leave easily. Like he said the other day something about how he has absolute power. He just chooses not to enforce it. Do y'all really want somebody like that in office? We got him. <laughs> uh, I mean, for, for good? I don't know, man. We got him at least until 2022. We got him until 2022. Because this shit is it's going to last a while. He's going to prolong it through the election. At least the second wave. Yeah, and that's why we have to really get out there and vote and look beyond the um, look under the fine print and really see what's um, you know going on because people think this man's like you know a god but he's not he can be beaten he bleeds red just like we do 
but you got to, you know, you got to get mm-hmm. out there and you got to, you got to get out there and vote though. Get out there and vote. Let Joe, let, let Joe come in, let Joe fix everything with the right people in office and just get the shit back on track because again, we shouldn't be where we are right now. We, sh- we shouldn't be to the point to where you got, you can't go in a store and find toilet paper. I shouldn't have to go to ATM today to try to get cash just to buy my numbers. And it's 45 people in line at the ATM. Just waiting, waiting to get cash. And you're like, what the hell? You know, we shouldn't be at a point where we got bank apps going down to where you can't go in to check something mm-hmm. basic. Yeah, I saw that with Navy Federal this morning. I was like, oh, I can't get in. Okay. Guess I'm not opening it today. And when does that happen, Greg? You like, said when does that happen? Great. Navy Federal go down, but when you can't get it on the app or through the internet, yeah, or online, it's something serious going on. Mm-hmm. They got a big ass disclaimer saying, mm-hmm. due to due to due to the stimulus check, you can't get in the app right now, or you know, you you sol, oh well. It's like yeah, you needed money, but not really. <laughs> okay, y'all. So y'all are you guys like anime fans? I'm trying to be. <laughs> well, today is National Anime Day. So yep. let's go around the room here and say our favorites. So my favorite is Sailor Moon and Full Metal Alchemist. Those are my two favorites. Probably um, Ninja Scroll, feature-wise, or Akira. Hmm. Q. You said anime. Mm-hmm. Don't watch it, so I don't. I don't have an answer. Sorry. Not anything. Not Neo Yokio. <laughs> okay, so obviously I'm gonna say Dragon Ball Z. But Pokemon counts, right? Yes, Pokemon is anime. Okay. And I've been getting into something. Uh, it starts with the N. Naruto. Oh yeah, Naruto. Yeah, so I've been getting into it because of my coworkers. They're like, Greg, we can't even have you sit with us if you're not like on it. The issue is I'm about 13 years too late. So it's going to be a rough ride. But the first two episodes I saw, pretty good. And I remember seeing Ninja Stroll. Shout out to you, Derek. Like, I saw that, what, in like the eighth grade? Damn, I'm old. See, what I like about anime is that it's so dramatic and like, so deep and emotional you really when you're watching it it's really like a soap opera or like a telenovela or something like that it's just like very emotional some it's gonna pull at your heartstrings every time now can i ask a stupid question i just finished yeah go ahead okay so is anime and what is it called hentai is that the same thing and what the hell Whoa, is hentai? Whoa, hentai is porn. Wait, what? Hentai is porn. No, it's not. It's porn. Yes, it is. Please don't Google. Okay, I'm going Hentai is the porn version of anime. The manga is the written version. So, like, the books. And oh. anime is just the regular TV shows and shit. Oh, wow. You're right. Is Hentai is poor. Manga <laughs> 
So wait, do they take existing characters from anime or is it like their own created? Like, I think they do both. I think they do both because I've watched some anime that had hentai portions in it, but it wasn't like full hentai. Kind of like when you watch Power, you might see a sex scene, but it's not the main thing. Well, does, I know Ninja Stroll had like a scene or two of like some adult nature content. Mm-hmm. Like I just finished this series on Netflix called Beastars. Beast. It was like these animals, basically. Basically, the bunny rabbit was a hoe, and she was fucking all the animals in there. <laughs> and she tried to suck the wolf's dick, but the wolf was scared. It was that was just a wild ass anime. Human was with a wolf. No, it was no humans. It was carnivores versus omnivores. I mean, herbivores. And the bunny was a hoe. She fucked everybody. Wow. She fucked the tiger. She fucked the lion, a tiger. She fucked them all. She was a hoe bunny. A hoe bunny. Okay. So if you guys are ever bored, check out Beastars on Netflix. It's wild. <laughs> I'm, I'm watching that this week. And it's spelled Beast. So, uh, speaking, or? yeah, like Beast. Oh, Beastars. Stars. Okay. Mm-hmm. So speaking of watching things on On Demand, um, I want you guys to name the top three things you have watched in the past week. And we can like keep coming back with things for people to watch. I know I've been binge watching more things that I haven't watched, but I'll tell you what I come up with too. So I was watching, um, I watched, I finally watched the dark Phoenix X-Men movie. How was it? And I just want to say it was so trash. <laughs> That's the like I was very disappointed of how they did the Jean Grey story. It it just really hurt me to the core because I am a real X Men fan. So to see it done so poorly, I'm very hurt, Marvel, and you guys suck. But maybe I should watch it. I didn't even stay till after the credits this time because it was just so trash. I was like, man, fuck this. And then I also watched, um, I did see the last Tiger King episode, the recap, where they brought everyone back. I thought that was trash, too, because the main people I wanted to hear from wasn't there. Joe Exotic wasn't there. Carol Baskin wasn't there. Carol Baskin's husband wasn't there. So it was just kind of like people I really didn't even give a fuck about, like Jeff Lowe and his dotty wife or whatever they could throw that out to me. Um, and then the last thing I would say that I checked out that was pretty okay. Oh yeah. I watched that, um, that movie with Issa Rae and the little girl from Grownish. I forgot her name. Little. That movie was cute, but I just felt like it was a little bit like a waste of time. So I don't understand why Issa took off from Issa insecure to do that fuck ass movie but yeah that's my 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 watch list I, I guess i'll give you mine uh i've been catching up on the blacklist so i stopped watching like two seasons ago and i'm catching up again apparently like she went from being blonde to brunette she went to like different countries now she knows that red's like her father and shit uh 
it's still a no for me. I'm probably going to finish out the last season and then be done. Uh, The next thing is the Green River Killer. So there's like a documentary on ID channel. It's like maybe four parts. I'm on part two. If you're into true crime, that is a great documentary. Um, The last OG, I never watched the first season because I thought it looked corny. It's actually a really good show. And last but not least is obviously Insecure, which I hate myself for watching. Oh, yeah, I watched that, too. I was very disappointed. Very disappointed. Uh, I was not disappointed. I was a little disappointed in the season in the season premiere, season four premiere this week. But I'm insecure staying. So insecure. I am too, but it's just like Molly, wah, 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 wah. like girl. Okay, ca- kettle calling black. <laughs> we, we 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 can have a whole nother. We have a bonus episode just on that episode right there. But anyway, episode. My three, um, Insecure, and then there's two shows that I really want to, um, that I'm really going to binge over the next couple of days. That is, thanks to my, thanks for me paying $15 for HBO Now, <laughs> um, The Plot Against America. I've heard some really good reviews about this. And also, Atlanta. <laughs> Yo, you're going to love Atlanta. Because you didn't watch it when it was on, right? No, I didn't. So. Oh, yeah. I forgot all about that show. So, yeah. So, of course, Insecure. Insecure staying. Uh, those of you who follow me on Twitter, yes, I, I live tweet every episode. So, watch. So, tune in next Sunday. <laughs> this Sunday. Uh, but, like I said, the two shows that I have not seen, I really want to see that. I've heard really, really, really good reviews about is Atlanta and um, the plot against America. Okay. What about you, Derek? Um, I finally hooked up my Roku, so I just downloaded the apps on the um, Roku. So I did the trial to Shutter. That's the horror movie app. Mm. So I watched a lot of Shutter last week. We watched a movie called um, Haunt last Thursday. It's a haunted house flick from the writers did a quiet place. That's actually very, very good. Um, slasher flick, but the execution of how he handled it is um real good and surprisingly um very well done. Then they have a show on Shutter called uh Cursed Films, where they talk about horror films and all the spooky stuff that happens on the set of these horror movies. So it's a five part series. So far, they've done The Exorcist, The Omen, and Poltergeist. And with The Omen, that's probably the best one. It's actually um, it's pretty scary how they talk about it. There's a scene where they talk about Gregory Peck, the star of The Omen, was on a plane. He was supposed to be on a plane. He didn't get on the plane, and the plane crashed. And then one of the um, producers of the movie got on the plane, got on, got on another plane, and some some kind of way, this plane lost control of the um, lost control on the runway, so the plane ends up crashing into the producer's wife and kids in a station wagon, and kills them. And what else did I watch? Then today I watched a movie called um, 
hooking up on Fandango now with Brittany Snow and I was the black guy's name. Sam Sam Richardson. So basically, the plot is uh, Brittany Snow's a nymphomaniac, and um, Sam Richardson is a guy that just he has a cancer of the balls, testicular cancer. <laughs> so they meet, and she decides she wants to go cro- go cross country and re- relive all her sexual exploits with one guy who's you know Sam Richardson, the guy with cancer of the balls. So. Mm-hmm. They're going cross country, you know, getting to know each other. It's a harmless romantic comedy, enjoyable. I mean, it's worth the little six dollars that I paid for, but definitely um Haunt is really good. Curse films is really good. And my wife and I started to binge somewhat of the the good doctor on Hulu. Mm, I like that show. Yeah, it's it's decent. I mean it gets kind of repetitive, but it's it's an all right uh show and that's pretty much been it that was that was the week oh and we watched the um i had to watch the main event for um on netflix that's the rest of the movie but kind of like like mike but with wrestling okay. and that's okay mm. i mean I'm not, I'm not into wrestling like that but my son is so he pointed out numerous errors in the movie and stuff that was uh wrong but i mean it's, it's a solid family flick you know good hour 40 minute waste of time yeah, I, feel like, I feel like whenever you come on the show now when you do like movies and tv shows you have to give us these type of rankings don't want none i'll have some or very well done do you in i mean yes i mean it's, <laughs> nah, it's, <laughs> it's all love wait what else do we have on our segments all right, all right, we're getting down to it. So, last thing I want to talk about is some real marketing schemes. As y'all know, so everybody, we touched on this earlier in the episode about people getting their stimulus checks. There are a couple companies that have been exploiting the fact that we know y'all just got a check. Number one, Costco. They put out an 80 inch TV that is exactly. T- Twelve hundred dollars from three thousand. Coincidence? What? I think not. There's a sale for eighty inch TV for twelve hundred dollars at Costco right now. Wow. Down from three thousand. Then you have Fashion Nova sending out a text saying stimulus sale going on. Please go get your Fashion Nova clothes today. Sent in a mass text to everyone. I want an 80 inch TV now, though. <laughs> Don't do it. No, it's a trap. <laughs> Where the fuck do you put an 80 inch TV? I don't fucking know. I don't have a wall. But the fact that it's exactly $1,200, you know what they was doing. They knew what they was doing. So that's the actual price it should be worth. Yeah. I mean, the ticket, they said it's $3,800 the TV. Oh. So somebody probably dropped it. Usually. No, it's multiple ones. They can't drop them all unless they drop the whole truck. Probably. (laughs) You know, tomorrow. Whole truck. So, okay, guys, we're going to go into our 
the end of our uh, topic. And I mean, the end of our episode where we talk about what's bothering us. And honestly, the only thing that's really bothering me is the way this whole stimulus, I mean, not stimulus, but the way the whole pandemic is being handled. I really don't think right now that our lawmakers and things like that are thinking about the health of people. I think they're really more concerned of the economy and getting it back started. And I just am really concerned that how things are going. And I just don't know if we're on the right path. I'm really scared. I'm scared for my senior citizens and my family. Because if they open it up, that makes them more vulnerable. I've already personally lost someone to coronavirus. So I just feel like, for me, I just don't like the way it's being handled. And it's really causing a lot of anxiety. And that's bothering me. Yeah. Derek, what about you? Uh, I think the one thing bothering me this past week is... um. Celebrities on um, Instagram just causing um, nonsense. I'm, I'm going to call out one person in particular. Uh, I'm going to call out Tank. Oh. Now. Right <laughs> pants? Now, my, my issues with Tank are Tank is very, 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 very talented. I mean, Tank is just, you know, he's Tank. He can write, can play the piano, can produce, and all that. Now, Tank, you are 44 years of age. Homie, it's time to grow up and act your age. When you have a discography that has more than five albums and your audience has grown up, act your age. You don't need to be chasing the lane of Tory Lanez and Drake and all these other R&B thugs. Just stick to singing, stick to producing quality music, and your fans will follow you. Tank just released an EP last month called While You Wait, where it's just Tank singing and Tank playing the piano. Stick to that. <laughs> Stick to that because the fans who really rock with you, the people that are going to come to your live shows, is the audience you should cater to. Don't cater to people that were made off of your music. Like, why cater to somebody that, when you dropped your first album, was still in somebody's womb or somebody that wasn't even born yet? You don't need to be doing that. Stick to your audience, stick to real music, and people will follow you. And you can't get mad when people call you out on for not making quality music. Case in point, mm-hmm. Sean Stockman from Boyz II Men just released an album last Friday, his debut album. Sean's album is better than a lot of people's albums from the past five years. And it's, you know, Sean's in his 40s, Sean's acting his age. He's just singing. He's not out here trying to, you know, be an R&B thug. He's not out here trying to pop bottles and use auto-tune, just quality music, using your vocals and sticking to that. So that's my that's, that's my gripe. Just people act your age, produce the music, and folks will follow you. I have one this week. It is basically been bothering me for the past two days. The WWE is resuming their live tapings after being deemed an essential business by the Florida government's office. 
<laughs> now, if you're not familiar who Vince McMahon is, he owns and operates the World Wrestling Entertainment, World Wrestling Federation, if you want to call it that. Not only that, the WWE, their largest shareholder is a huge GOP donor and a personal friend of Donald Trump. This person is Linda McMahon, who is also a part of Trump's cabinet. With everything that's going on right now, why are we hosting live events with an audience knowing that this is a bigger deal than what people are making out to be? And why do you need to have live events? So that that's basically just bothered me for the past like two days. All right. Ready? Oh boy. Go for it. What's bothering me is this rush to judgment to reopen the economy to put mm-hmm. unnecessary lives in danger of both one contracting coronavirus and two dying because himself and his millions only care about themselves, their billions and the stock market. And oh, and yeah, don't forget the corporations too. We need to do this correctly. We need to make sure this is right. We need to make sure that we are protecting the American people. If that means keeping this shit shut down until we have adequate testing in place so that we can identify who has coronavirus, isolate them, seek out who they they may have been in contact with, isolate them, Absent, absent a vaccine that will give us immunity from it. That's what we need to do. We don't need, and especially when it comes to the fact of like reopening schools. As teachers, we can correct the gaps. We can fix the the learning that has not been taking place for those students who have not been able to access the online the, the distance learning because of a because of a lack of access to technology a lack of access to parents uh, so, you know support at home because their parents are frontline workers or low wage income and they have to work because they're worried about feeding their feeding their child or having a roof over their head, teachers can fix that. However, in order for teachers to fix this, the way we've been doing for decades with not many materials at all, we need to be healthy and alive to do so. Our kids need to be alive and healthy to in in order to receive that instruction. Stop rushing the shit. We had a two-month head start. 
what did himself do? He went and did his rallies. He called it a hoax. It will go away when the war- when the weather when when it, when the weather gets warm. It's just another hoax the Democrats are doing to distract. Instead of ramping up testing, instead of accepting and using the 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 tests that the CD that the WHO whom himself just ended funding, cut off funding for, already had in place while we were developing our own tests by not stocking hospitals with PPE and other essential workers with PPE and the ventilators they need to save lives. No. He decided, I need a scapegoat to cover up my fuck-ups. Put the shit right. That means we got to social distance until 2022. It's going to hurt like fuck. But if it keeps us alive, that's what we need. That's that. That's what we need to do. Can I just add one thing? Go right ahead. Stop throwing your fucking gloves on the ground. There's trash cans everywhere. Please just put them in there. I really hate. That's a pet peeve of mine that I hate. Y'all got the gloves for a reason to protect yourselves. Protect others by not throwing them in parking garages, like outside on the grass where people have to walk their dogs and shit. We can't pick it up. The people who clean up, they shouldn't be picking it up, especially when you throw it and there's a trash can like three feet away. That That's it for me. Mm-hmm. Fuck y'all. Absolutely. And still fuck Trump forever. Um, uh, Johnny make no dick. Yeah. <laughs> so, Chris, you got to lead us out. All right, y'all. So... Here we go. That was another episode of Young Black and Bother. And you can find me at Chris Cash DC on Instagram and at Diva La Marie on Twitter. Derek, where can they find you? Follow me at uh, all social medias. Website is still reviewsanddone.net. YouTube channel is officially up. There's interviews posted with Bobby Valentino and no, I'm sorry. Uh, interviews posted with Q Parker from 112 and Stokely from Make Condition. And YouTube channel is reviews and done. So please like and subscribe. Q, what about you, sir? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at QDZ1906. And eventually, since now, I guess I am a digital learning expert. I guess I got to make some money off of this. So soon, my tips on digital learning will be coming to a website near you. Hey, we love that black business. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. So you can actually follow us at Young Black Pod on every single platform. We do have a T public sale. I think it's like 25% off. Basically trying to get rid of everything. We will have a Patreon by the end of May I believe and I know Chris is coming back with more episodes of Young Black and Beautiful so until next week oh yeah we're going to have an Instagram uh, Instagram Insecure Recap 
So be on the lookout for that. You know, I'm listening twice. Fuck Molly, too. <laughs> Until next week. Yeah.